Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in again for another episode of Three Sykes in the Mic. Um, So how are y'all doing? Uh, good. I'm good. I'm actually feeling pretty refreshed today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Had a great weekend. It was an awesome weekend. How was your weekend, Eric? Or your week, Erica? My my week was pretty good. Um, what got you through? What got me through was knowing that I was dipping out on everybody Thursday <laughs> instead of Friday mm-hmm. at work. Um, and left a note on my door <laughs> saying I was working remotely, mm-hmm. which really means... I mean, I'm technically on my computer and you can reach me, but don't reach me, please. Please don't reach me. It was great. And then had a great weekend with friends and with the boo. So it was good. It was good. Cannot complain. Cannot complain. That's good. Um, I had a pretty good weekend. Um, I took a mental health day on Thursday. Nice. So that got me through, knowing that it was coming up, because it was a planned mental health day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's great. I planned it. Um, I told everybody on Thursday, like, I'm just not going to come in. Don't look for me. Don't look for me. Mm-hmm. Don't check for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really, really helpful. Like, I got some stuff done. Um, I felt productive. I got some rest. Yes. Um, so that was that was helpful. Good. It kind of split my weekend too. So mm-hmm. it felt pretty good to not have to power through the week just to get to the weekend. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little bit of a break That's in the good. middle. So that was helpful. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I kind of had a break. Not really though. I um, had to travel to Michigan for oh, a yeah. conference. It was right. super short. Like literally, I was there for thirty six hours. Um, but I got to see my aunts while I was there. Oh, so nice. that was fun. Um, and then we had a party this weekend. Yes, we did. <laughs> we had a little care, which is why we are all dragging. Um, yes. <laughs> right. We sound all tired, like, hey. Right. Because um, my feet is all the way kicked up. So we had a little karaoke kickback yes. celebration party, which was so fun. If you know me, you know I love all things karaoke. Yes. And we had a good time. Amazing. Um, it was just, it was a fun time. Though I think probably the funniest. So many funny moments but the mm-hmm. funny moment was that everyone thought shari's house was a club <laughs> oh yeah because of how the invitation was written so shari is the only person i know that has a nickname for her house yes <laughs> so please explain this for so, our listeners i think that you know we should definitely name certain things like cars houses sure. and so my name for my home is the red door oasis Because it has a red door. And I feel like it's a home away from home. It's like an oasis for the weary, the lady. However. (laughs) Don't nobody else know. (laughs) No one else knows this. And so when you put something like the red door oasis on a party invitation, people assume that you are inviting them to a club, a restaurant. It was crazy. People came, Some kind came of venue. up dressed. Came dressed and impressed. <laughs> nine, and I was honey. like, welcome to my home. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got on. a whole sweatsuit jumpsuit on. <laughs> and it's so funny because usually like when we have stuff, it's people who already know me. Right. But I forgot we were bringing in some of your friends, April, <laughs> and they don't all know me, know me. Right. So I was like, the Red Door Oasis. <laughs> yeah. And I was getting like messages like, what's the attire? I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Like, how do just, you normally dress just, when you're at somebody's house? Yes, but they but didn't they know thought that. it was the club. They, they thought it was the club. And then they thought it was the juke joint because I don't <laughs> live like in the liveliest part of town. Right. It's pretty quiet over here. I'm like, what is this backwoods <laughs> juke joint that they got? Like in the juke joint. <laughs> but it did turn into a juke joint it it when did. the party started. It was fun. It was so it's much amazing. fun. It was fun. Good time. It's my yeah. type of hanging out. Yeah. 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 So awesome. All right. Well, we're going to jump into our media minute. And it's kind of a global media minute because there's been several little things that was Mm -hmm. happening in the media. So we want to talk about the spread of misinformation Mm. 
in the media. And so there's been a few things that have kind of happened. Um, we'll start with one. One is the, um, was it the always tampon the situation? Pads. The yeah. pa- Yes, the pads. Yeah. So the issue was, um, it was being said in the media that a transgender, I think it was like a transgender advocacy group um, had put pressure on mm-hmm. feminine products manufacturers to remove the um, the female symbol. The Venus symbol or something? Yeah. Yeah. From their products. <clears throat> and I remember seeing like all this outrage um, and all these things talking about, you know, the transgender activists and this and the third. And then I later saw um, a post from one of the advocacy groups, and I wish I could remember the name, but they had to come out and say, listen, we did not do this. Like, we have not asked anyone to remove anything from their products. Um, And it's just one of those things where false information on social media can spread so quickly. Um, And people will jump right onto things without getting any information they'll just read it assume it's true and then share it Mm -hmm. 20 million times yeah yeah and not only that but (laughs) i feel like i've talked about this before but read read the article (laughs) before you share it because a lot of times you will find this information within within the article article. and Mm -hmm. so when i saw this stuff around social media i'm like one i didn't know this symbol was even on the pad. Like, First and, foremost, and thank you. If you paid me now to point it out, I wouldn't be able yeah. to tell you where, what it is. So when people are like, they're taking it out, this is just, I'm like, you, you really, y'all where, sound where real fragile. It? Somebody show me. I, I, was, I'm looking sound, I don't know if it's actually on the pad, like the I think it's the on wrapper, like the package, or, the wrap, like the or the box. box. Um, Listen. But in the article, it said that it was a result of a couple of tweets. Like somebody tweeted the company, and the company's like, okay, and you know why? Because that's the lowest bar. Right, yeah. that's the lowest bar exactly. of what they can do around any type of trans advocacy right. is take a symbol off and save money on it. Right. right, a symbol that nobody knows that nobody knows is there. Like I had someone on um, at the timeline. I was like, I wish Black Lives Matter had this type of power so they can take a label, label off, off something. Like they didn't do anything. No. This isn't yeah. changing. All it did was make a group feel more included, which is great. Right. Yeah. And this is, but a lot of it is that people, one, don't read, and two, their minds are, first of all, I think it's just people just don't like the idea of the trans community. And the, yeah. And yeah. That's that's so whole they're, looking, mm-hmm. they're looking for anything to confirm to this whole, like, I don't get it. and Or anything to say, well, this is the agenda. That's yes. Being yes. That's like, the that word. That is my biggest. Agenda. That's the yeah, word. My biggest pet peeve when people are like, well, this is an agenda. It's like, well, what exactly what else is, right. on this agenda? is the agenda? What's the end, Like, though? please, like, enlighten me about the You know the what? If, if striving to be, you know, not harmed or what? mistreated because your lifestyle is different, an agenda, then let it be Sign an agenda. Up. Right. For sure. Sign me up. For sure. And someone said, uh, I'm sorry, I forgot we all live. I'm picking out um, Bobby Pan. <laughs> uh, my I'm hair like, completely I forgot that video Pan was up. Around here that, it's probably mine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've just been saving them for you. you I probably need them. You need them at some always point. need a Bobby Pan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's kind of like, the what is the agenda? And also, Including another group is not excluding you. Thank you. I think people need to understand there's no limits on rights and decency out here. Like I saw Mm -hmm. on Twitter, someone was like, biological women are being erased. I'm like, erased from what, girl? From where? Houseway. From from what? From a box of pads? I have not disappeared. <laughs> kind of like disappeared like on the end of the Avengers movie. Like we right. just started like deteriorating. Like right. Now they're taking over. Taking over what? <laughs> right. And is There's your, enough room is for your womanhood us. all about your uterus and genitals? Apparently. Yeah. Like well, that's all it takes mm-hmm. is somebody else. That, yeah. I don't know. It's a lot. So, but it goes back into um, what, what else has been going on? People are losing their minds over Tank. Oh, um, and I, oh, I didn't sure. watch the interview, but based off of what kind of the commentary was, is that he made a comment about basic sexual exploration and that a man yeah. can perform oral sex on a man and that doesn't make him gay in the same way that a woman can explore her sexuality and mm-hmm. steal. And Angela Yee asked the question, you know how we at, were, there, are those, there are those questions where it's like either or kind of thing. Right. Like you, right. there's yes. no way to 
yeah. answer it in a way where you can actually include any kind of context yeah. at mm-hmm. all. So it was just one of those things where it was like, if a man performed oral sex on another man, does that make him gay? Mm-hmm. For sure. And it was like, first of all, like why? So sexuality is all about sexual behavior, sexual behavior, yeah. you know? And so he was just kind of like trying to figure out how do you answer this question mm. without Without you know, it's a setup. Being, yeah, it sounded like yeah. the question was a setup. It's, yeah, how do you answer this question without like? So you have to pick, you know, something to say. Yeah, there's not gonna be a, a. I don't know how you can actually answer that question without being able to try and infuse some kind of context into the situation. And yeah, it was just taken completely out of context. Yeah. Now apparently, Tank is now considered. Yeah, people are. Like, Tank is gay and bi and right. pan. I'm like, did he tell y'all did that? He because that? he's still he's calling himself that, straight. Right. And I think yeah. he would. And also, why do you and care? I was going to say, why do you care? Yeah. But it goes back to like what you were saying about misinformation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so misinformation about sexual orientation yeah. and sexual behavior and lifestyle choices and, and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. You know, just a lot of misinformation around what that means. Right. And so people will say, well, if you are an advocate for transgender rights or if you're saying that certain sexual behaviors mm-hmm. don't put you in a box mm-hmm. then you must be excluded from mm-hmm. everything exactly. else yeah i remember the first time i heard that sexuality existed on, on a continuum I, yeah. it was my first my year mom. in my master's program mm-hmm. and i remember like uh-uh like no it's <laughs> not me no it's not you either straight or gay that's it And, you know, and had to learn about Mm -hmm. sexuality. And it's like, I realize now, I mean, well, just thinking about it more like how that was a privilege to have that conversation in a setting where like, okay, I'm going to tell you this. I'm also going to show you examples of how and having those ideals challenged Mm -hmm. um, and even having people to say, yeah, very few people are 100% either or. Like we all, and (laughs) the way I always look at this is like the whole idea of, male male female threesomes like Mm -hmm. if you are a straight man you're still able to maintain an erection while engaged in a sexual act with another straight man Mm -hmm. there just happens to be a woman in In the presence you don't think that's on the continuum somewhere right right. i'd like to do a poll (laughs) i know to see how many straight men would say like yes i think that would make an amazing instagram poll yeah that would we should poll curious right that's a that's a continuum there it's a continuum yeah right. so the but bottom line people check your sources check your sources <laughs> right. please read and the dates yes misinformation is rampant out that's here. why we got the president we have now yeah the pastor said today be quick to listen and slow to speak let's use that in the application of posting like social that. media let's be quick to read and slow and to slow post. to post Okay. I like that. <laughs> That's my goal as an instructor is for all of my students to n- either just not share things that mm-hmm. they haven't read or mm-hmm. at least read. Right. But I also think like we um as being in spaces where having a critical lens mm-hmm. is rewarded, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So going through grad school and having moments where it's like, okay, read this and critique it. Like, oh, put on your critical lens, you know, pick it apart, ask questions. That was the most stressful further. class for it me. It was stressful. Where it was like, go in here and tell me um, what they did right with this article. What are some issues with wrong? it? I'm yeah. like, uh. Because that's not what we're trained. Like, that's not what we are taught to do growing mm-hmm. up throughout our lives. Yeah. And so, you know, I, it's hard for me sometimes because I have to step back and say, okay, Everyone hasn't had mm-hmm. the privilege of being in settings where that is the standard. Yeah. You know, having true. critical lens um, is the standard. But just because you haven't been in the setting does not mean that you can't start yeah, now. That's right. Um, so yeah. being able to, as Erica said, quick to read. Quick to slow read. Slow to post. Slow to post. Nice. I like that. That's that's a nice little quip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Put my name hashtag, you know, hashtag that. Right. <laughs> Tag me in it. Um, <laughs> so let's as we're talking about myths and mm-hmm. you know, misinformation, <laughs> um let's jump into today's topic and one of the things that we thought would be really important to talk about, especially as we're coming up towards the end of the year, um everybody's going to be reflecting, hopefully reflecting on 
the past months and all of these improvements and things that we wanted to change over mm-hmm. our life and hopefully not judging yourself for a lot of the things that maybe you haven't gotten to yet. Um, and mm-hmm. we wanted to talk a little bit about this myth of having it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think oftentimes we'll have spaces where we'll say, you know, by a certain point in my life or by a certain <laughs> age or, you know, when I get here, my life should look like this. Yes. Um, and just how much that can impact our psyche, how much it can impact um, the way that we are motivated to continue striving towards our goals yes. and things of that nature. So we wanted to spend a little time in talking about the myth of having it all together because it is truly a it's myth. A lie. <laughs> yes. It's a lie. A whole face lie. Yeah. So when you were when you were younger, what what age did you put on yourself to have like your house car, two point five kids, vacation home, twenty five, twenty five. Of course, yeah. It was around twenty because you was real grown at twenty five. I think mine was (laughs) twenty between twenty eight and thirty, and I based it off my mom. My mom was twenty eight when she had me, Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, I think twenty eight is a good age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I think about child. I had two kids at 28. Girl. Oh, my God. I, I had two kids right now. now. <laughs> like, I literally, I think when we were out Friday, I was oh. like, oh, my gosh, if I had kids, I would have to be home by now. Right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> got to feed them every what day. Yes. <laughs> I got to eat multiple times a day. Right. Yeah. I got to keep this thing alive. That was my thing. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I, you know, it's enough to keep myself alive. Let me I tell you. Yes, honey. But yeah, April, was, like back in the day, I don't know. And I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like a lot of us had this image of what our life was going to look like. We were naive to the fact that life happens while you're making all these plans. Yeah. And let me tell you, like my whole life was planned out. Yeah, I'm going to graduate college at mm-hmm. 21. I'm going to get married by <laughs> 23. I'm going to start having my children at 25. I'm going to be done having my children at 30. Um, I will have my doctorate. I will have my house. I will have my car. I mean, my mm-hmm. wedding dress is going to be pink with um, rhinestones on the top. Oh my it's going to be a ball. Let me tell you, well, honey, yeah. the magazines that I collected yes. oh, with cutouts real. of what my life yeah. looked like. Um, somebody <laughs> did me a disservice in telling me, yeah. girl, God came right, in like, I'll knock all this shit. Right. Like, I'll it <laughs> right. He was like, girl, girl, bye, stop. Let Get me over. show you something real quick. Let me, show, let me throw this life ball at you. Yeah. I think the only thing I knew I wanted was a type of car. I wanted really? uh, oh, a Mercedes. Nice. I wanted a two-door convertible. And like, that's the nice. only thing I remember looking at pictures <laughs> And which is why I'm like, I don't ever think I ever want to be riding clean. Yes. Right. Clean. <laughs> Thanks. And clean though. Right. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted a two door uh, Mercedes convertible and mm. I wanted it by 25. I said, by 25, that's enough time for me to have this car and not have like a really cool apartment or house somewhere mm-hmm. in a really cool city. Um, you know, reasonable. working yeah. on my, my, my program would be life skills 101. That was in that. <laughs> so my stuff was like work related. I didn't really, yeah. life was like, eh, whatever. Funny. But then 25, can I say, who the hell? They were going to have <laughs> a luxury sports car. Right. Right. At 25. Somebody who mom and daddy bought it for him, I guess. Cause, right. Um, yes, baby. That, that Solera was going strong at 25. <laughs> strong. Girl, my Nissan Sentra. <laughs> right. Re- look, reboot. Because yeah. it had been the through reboot. three other people yeah. before. <laughs> Got it. And it's so crazy because I remember the first time I started feeling like self-conscious about where I was or where I was mm. not was the first homecoming after I graduated because mm. I didn't have a job in my field. Mm. I was working at a psych hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a bachelor's in psych. Like I wasn't in grad school like mm-hmm. I wanted to be. And I felt like I'm about to come back as an alumni mm. and yes. I'm working at like I got a job, but it ain't. Right. right, but there's this expectation mm-hmm. that we think. Well, we think there's an expectation that other people have of, well, you are X age, and mm-hmm. so yeah. at this point, you should be doing X, Y, and Z. Right, or you exactly. should have X, Y, and Z. Right, and when we don't have it, then that's when you know that self doubt, yeah, yeah, that frustration in. comes in. What about you? What was your ideal thing? Um, 
that for myth. me, my ideal thing was being married and having a family. Like that was, I was like, oh, yeah. you know, like you, kind of mm-hmm. like by the age of 25, I'm going to have a husband and at least two kids. Okay. Um, and now that I'm is like, so it's hilarious to, to hear about you me say now. That. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, I'm good. Um, but yeah, that was my thought. Like, oh, you know, by 25, I'm going to have these things, and I'm going to be living in Atlanta okay. and have a nice little condo. Mm-hmm. You know, all these grand. The eyes um, of black people. I know, Atlanta. right? Right. <laughs> and now I go to Atlanta and I come home and I'm like, y'all, I hate Atlanta. <laughs> you know? I'm like, it's too I many people. It. <laughs> I always say Atlanta traffic is where dreams and hopes go to go die. To uh, die. That traffic, yeah. is the, it's like dementors, be on the side of the road, sucking out the souls of people. But hate yes, the traffic. That was, that was me. Like, I had all these plans, you know. That I set, um, and I remember talking with my cousins when we were young. We were probably like ten, you know, talking <laughs> ten. about ten, the whole ten, sitting in the sitting in you know each other's rooms and talking about like what life was gonna be like Aww. when we got older. Um, but it's so funny because it's most of those things um, I don't even desire them anymore. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Um, did, did things change for y'all? Like, are you still, like, do you still have those same, if not same, similar Mm -hmm. desires? I still want my car. (laughs) I still want, I want my drop top. At some point, I'm going to get a drop top. Um, everything else, I just have learned to, at at some point in my life, in life, my prayer became, I want to be content. Mm -hmm. Instead of asking God, like, I want this to happen by this. I just, my prayer was like, you know what? I want whatever station I am in life, I want to be satisfied yes, with that and not constantly verses. like, I want this. And why isn't this happening? They're having this because you yeah. can get those things and attain those things. And then and then what? Like, is the goalpost going to, is that what's bringing you happiness? So yeah. I tend to try to stick with, am I happy? What's my quality of life? Mm-hmm. Um, and being patient. As I get there. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, it's still some moments I'm looking at my bank account like, I am too old <laughs> to be this broke. Man, listen. You okay. and me both. Because, honey, speaking of social media, because when that whole thing about the the young ladies that work at the strip club in Atlanta making $100,000 oh, a year, like $8,000 yeah. in tips, I was like, did I choose the wrong profession? <laughs> if I could Is flirt with men I, with, me? that I wasn't attracted to, I would be like a bartender at a strip club. Oh, I would I would do it in a heartbeat, but I can't if like I can't flirt with like creepy people. <laughs> with creepy people. <laughs> oh, 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 well, I don't think I want to work. Club. I don't even think I want to work I in a strip club. I would be like a private. The, I'm too. I'd be like a private dancer. Dancer for money. Like do concierge. Yeah, like a concierge <laughs> dancer. Like Wait invite me to your what spot. What was the clip in um in Players Club? What was the Okay. I just came here to dance. I just came here to dance. Dance Like, get out of here. After that, I wouldn't want to be a concierge. Oh, my goodness. You know, security. But, you know, but then you can be a little bit more... Exclusive. Exclusive with your clientele. Yeah. They were in some questionable, very... They have professional cuddling services. This is when I was at my brokest state. Let me tell you. Yes, they do. And it's big in California. It's really That's not big. surprising. I don't think I'd yeah. want to cuddle though. People have things like lice and sure, well, a you can bugs. also set the parameters. So if you say you like have, they to have to shower before, before it has to be at a hotel or mm. I feel like yeah, that might work. They look like so. The ones that I found, I don't know how we straight. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> but, <laughs> tired of being broke. Too old. But to they're, be broke. They look like they're in like. Like yoga studio, like they're oh, in like mini, so there's a place. Yeah, it's super there's clean. yeah they they come like you come just if like you would clean. go to therapy, and it's like a oh. like you're on like a it like looks like a, a larger table. yoga mat. It looks like a lar- no, you're like laying on, on like a mat kind of thing. Maybe I can open a studio here, hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't cuddle you. You are actually because we know that embracing people like hugs and yes. things are good for. Bringing down what cortisol yeah. levels and mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's 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 the therapist or the professional cuddler 
um, who's That's actually real. doing the the the, the holding. Embrace. Yeah, that yeah. Is interesting because I did read an article that talked about a single people and their lack of embrace, mm-hmm. like how and touch, the and, yeah, the touch and how that impacts. Um, just how it impacts you mentally, like mm-hmm. you said, like um, cortisol levels, serotonin in the brain, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are way off topic. We are really yeah, off topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think we had too much fun this weekend. We're very lax. We were talking about being too old to be this broke. Oh, right. yes. Yes. And that's another myth, the financial myth. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, of having it all together financially um, because you assume, and, and it's it comes from, I think, we're looking at older generations where you finish high school and you went out and got a job. So right. houses know, and families houses to and this, families. Age. this age. Yeah. Now we've got people that, you know, adulthood is starting later. Yeah. You know, so we're still people are still in that what's considered the emerging adult. So now we've got this whole new category of 18 to 26 is considered the emerging adult, meaning you're still not totally financially independent. Mm -hmm. Um, So then the time where you're supposed to start building finances and wealth starts later. Exactly. And you're so now you're looking like, well, by now I was supposed to, you know, have X number of dollars. And it's like, but you're just getting started in your career. Right. Of course. Yeah, that was really big for me in grad school when I would go home or talk to line sisters and they would be like, oh, you know, I got a baby bag. And I'm like, well, I got a backpack, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and it just felt out of order. Yeah, you know, it felt really out of order of like, okay, they're buying homes, starting families. And I'm just trying to make it to class and write this paper on time. Listen, I like literally just called home and asked somebody to put $100 in my account. Yeah. And like your friends are like, yeah, we just went to Dubai. Right. I'm like, I got an assignment due and I need $50 Mm -hmm. for gas. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was still getting, I mean, they weren't calling it an allowance, but my parents were essentially giving me an allowance oh yeah yeah in graduate school right listen and i absolutely appreciate it and would not have made it without it but it does do something to just your psyche like as you're going Mm -hmm. through those stages and you see these things that you know you want um or things that you're like well i deserve this right you know um and like you said it does like stages of adulthood are starting much later yeah um, and being pushed back in a lot of people's lives. But I don't think society, uh, you know, I don't think it's making space for that. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think part of that has to do with the feeling of insecurity of like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And realizing that there, who who told you, who confirmed your plan yeah, with yes. you? Like, just know you are comparing yourself to a timeline that you created that you had no idea what life was going to bring Thank and you. being okay and I talk to my students a lot about this and students I interact with because I work a lot with young adults yeah. who have this whole idea of what their life is going to be like. And I love busting their bubble. Like, oh, hey, yeah. 10 years from now, you might not even be working in the career in that this you're field. That, this field that you're studying in. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to shift courses. It's okay to not have it all together. Yes. And instead of focusing on attainment of things, what what value system can you maybe shift mm-hmm. towards? Yes. So can I, yeah. I want to be happy. I want to be family oriented or yes. I want to travel. Um, and I think some of it comes to this, like we start looking at what other people are doing, mm-hmm. but we never know the behind the scenes. Like, cause right. it's some yeah. stuff I'm not going to sacrifice. Like right. I'm not sacrificing sleep. I'm not right. one of those by any means necessary no. if I'm going to get this money. No, because I want to be able to enjoy mm-hmm. what I get. Like, that's yeah. the reason I didn't go into certain fields. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a field where I'm working 70, 80 hours a week. Yeah. God, no. Exactly. Like, I don't want that. So yeah. just you have kinda, to know your own yeah. limits. Mm-hmm. I like that. I really like that because I don't think we think about those things. I think it's like we focus on, like you said, materials. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I want the big home. Right. Mm-hmm. I want the fancy car or I want the three kids Mm -hmm. and it is that refocus of saying, well, to get all of those things, there's a lot of sacrifices Mm -hmm. that come along with that life. And are you in a space where you want to make those sacrifices? Right. Because it it was really hard for me to shift from wanting two kids to being in a space of saying, I'm very okay. If I don't have (laughs) any children, I've moved away from saying, I don't want any children for my mama. Right, because she is she is listening. She's not having it, um, but I'm very okay if I don't bear my own children. Um, but it was a struggle for me to shift from that. Um, I felt guilty about it because I always, 
had it instilled in me that if you were able to care for kids, like if you financially could support them, emotionally could support them, Mm -hmm. you should have children. Mm -hmm. And so to shift into a space of saying, you know what, I'm really, I'm really okay. Mm -hmm. Like I'm actually really good without having that part in my life. But it was because I had to start thinking about, do I want to sacrifice things that come along with bearing kids, raising children, having them in my home and in my space all the time. Yeah. And I, me personally, I am okay with not making those sacrifices, Yeah, you know, um, but it was a struggle. It was a struggle to shift that. So it's really hard to start combating against these myths mm-hmm. that we do carry or these scripts that mm-hmm. we carry. Um, so yeah, I like that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, that's what I love about this field is that, you know, in countless, you know, particularly counseling psychology, we do a lot of, of focus on career right. mm-hmm. as it relates to, you know, mental health and things like that. And we can talk to people about, I understand that you said, you know, you want to work in this career field, but it doesn't match with the values that you seem to be expressing. Yeah. So what's more important, the tangible material things or the things that you have identified as like important values for you um, and your mental health? Mm-hmm. And, you know, young, you know, a lot of the young people you were talking about, you're working with um, young people, um, college students, and, you know, we're in the middle of advisement, so I hear this a lot. Well, I really need to graduate on time. And I love to ask a student, like, well, what's on time? Mm -hmm. I was like, who who told you what the timeline is Mm -hmm. for finishing? I was like, that whole myth of the four-year college student is no more, Mm -hmm. you know, if you finish in four years, you finish in five years, you still got the same degree, you know, and you may have actually improved your mental health by not trying to take 18, 21 hours. Or giving yourself the opportunity to have more experience. Yeah. And that speaks volumes when you're applying for these jobs and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause I know I fell into that trap of, Oh, I need to hurry up and finish, especially with graduate school. Like Mm -hmm. I need to hurry up and finish. Um, I need to do this quickly so that I can start working because I want these things. And one of my advisors um, was basically like, well, you know, saying the same thing, like what, who made that timeline? Mm-hmm. And she was like, nobody wants a young therapist. Like, slow down. It's okay. <laughs> you know? And I, I was That's like, a good know, point. that makes sense. Like, life experience is important, right. you know? And so just saying, well, I've got this paper, I've got this degree yeah. and I rushed through it. So I didn't get to have those study abroad experiences mm, yeah. or, you know, experiences where I was working a little bit more in my field. So I took less classes mm-hmm. and like, those are the things that are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. were, were there any, well, not what were, but, but were there any things that while you were, you all were going through graduate school that you looked at other people and said, oh man you know I appreciate that I'm here but like I feel like I'm missing out on this thing what were some of those things for me it was dating and travel yeah Um, yeah like (laughs) dating in grad school especially at the doctoral level is hard because there are a couple things that happen one um sometimes people aren't understanding of your time commitment yeah and that I have to plan ahead. Like, I, yeah. you, you can't hit me up on Saturday morning mm-hmm. and say, let's do some Saturday night. Like, right. you need to let me know because I, I can make it happen, but because of, you know, the responsibilities, it needs to be on a, on a timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I found that to be difficult. Only only time it worked if I was dating someone who was also oh, in graduate so school. school. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole other thing, too. Because now, like, you're plenty of y'all got time. Right. <laughs> y'all kicking it at the library. Right. Basically. <laughs> basically what it was. But that was the only way I found that it would work if someone had to also be in graduate school or have been through it. So mm-hmm. they understood mm-hmm. it. To understand. Then the other piece was sometimes um, coming into guys who I could see the shift as soon as I told them. That was earning my PhD. Yeah. It was like it was like, oh, you know, I thought about going to school. Like it would it would yeah. automatically become yeah. like a not a competition, but like I I need to show you also. And it's like that's yeah. not like I don't even talk about. I'm even thinking about you that. just you asked me that's why I'm mm-hmm. telling you this. And so I I would immediately feel that shift. Um, and the other thing I missed out on, I feel like I missed out on, was travel. Travel, for sure. Um, and that's one. Of, that's probably the thing I still yeah just like mm-hmm. regret. 
or just hate that I haven't gone the amount of places that I I would mm-hmm. have liked to. Yeah. yeah. There's still time. No, it is. And I, you know, <laughs> my goal now is to get it paid for. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So to travel in a different way. Mm-hmm. On somebody yeah. else's budgets. Yeah. I definitely think um, there were things that I looked at and was like, oh man, I'm missing out on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of it was related to like travel, just free time, right. having control over my own time. Yeah. Um, in graduate school, your time is spoken for pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And so just having my own say. So I was very close uh, when I lived in Minneapolis with people who worked at like Target Corporate or like, Mm -hmm. and they just had a very different way of moving through life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I didn't have the ability to do that, to say like, oh yeah, sure. I can go to happy hour tonight or, Mm -hmm. you know, I can, you know, leave class early or not have to turn in this and just kind of go to the next city over, that type of thing. And so that was one of the bigger things, um, travel and being able to go home. I miss that on family a lot in graduate school. That is one of my, if it was one of the things that I regret, it was not being able to be with family more often um, because I had too many obligations and I was in Minnesota, families in Louisiana. I didn't have any money. So it was (laughs) like, you know, so I really missed out on that. Yeah. 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 I think mine was um, dating slash marriage and children. So like it seemed like throughout my, let's see, five, six, seven years of being in graduate school, like my friends were getting married, my Mm -hmm. friends were having children. And uh, going back to the whole backpack thing, like I'm like, I'm walking around with a backpack. I literally (laughs) refuse to carry a backpack. Cause I was like, I need to at least feel like I've transitioned into That's dog. So funny. I, I just I bought a new backpack. Bag. Like literally before the show, Erica was like, "Whose backpack is that?" I was like, "Girl, that's mine." Right. <laughs> that's like so for funny. a while, I really did change to the carrier bag because I was like, I need to at least feel a little bit right. like yeah. an adult. Right. I ended up having to I switch back because like, who wants to like weigh down one shoulder like I'm that? Telling you, that's I not even walk across campus now with my because of them weekend backpack because okay. that little yeah. shoulder bag was not where right. It's at. It is not where it's at. Yeah. But I did feel like I was missing out on like personal life stuff Mm -hmm. and I used to tell my parents all the time I was like I feel like my nephew is my baby brother Mm -hmm. because I'm coming home riding in the back seat with my mom and daddy and my nephew I was like I'm tired of being (laughs) y'all I done been y'all little girl one time like can I I would like to move on right yeah (laughs) right into my adult life so you know I would often look and I was like ugh, like I'm missing out. My kids gonna be old. Like they ain't gonna have nobody to play with. Like I just, you know, I went through that. So yeah. Yeah. I think just I think what happens to you when we do this comparison thing, we always compare ourselves, our our worst selves, yeah, mm-hmm. to things. So we always come out on the losing end, and we tend mm-hmm. to think about what we missed out on. Yeah. And sometimes I think it's important to look back on well, what what did you also do that right. you might not have been able to otherwise? And yeah. uh, I've been having to do that a lot because I have felt real a lot of guilt, not guilt, guilt, shame, embarrassment around the amount of time it has taken me to complete. Mm. Um, and it was one of it was my advice, not advice, one of my committee members who's just like April, you have a lot of life happening, yeah, and yeah. sometimes you have to say this can't be prioritized That's right mm-hmm. now. That's so real, and you may have to step back and stop writing until mm-hmm. you, yeah take care of life and then when you're ready to come back to it um and so that was helpful because it gave me like a kind of a load off Mm -hmm. of my back of feeling so bad I was like okay Mm -hmm. cool and then also being able to step back and say okay I may not have these things but what have I been able to do so when we compare ourselves to other people we're looking at their best comparing to our worst yeah but and not saying well what am I doing in spite of some of this Mm -hmm. stuff going Mm -hmm. on Yeah. yeah I definitely like that um, that point about balance, right? right? And so I think oftentimes one of the myths when we say, "Oh, you know, so and so has it all together," we're think we've got in our head that they're balancing everything on their plate with equal attention and focus, and well, and well, yeah. right? So they and and I think it's important to realize that we may have, like, say, if you've got like personal factors, you've got. Um, professional factors, you've got social factors, like you've got all of these things. Mm -hmm. And at some point in your life, you're going to have to be able to say, you know, I'm going to give my personal 
30% of where I am right now because mm-hmm. professional has really picked up, Yeah, you know, or I'm going like, you're going to have to balance it in a different way as opposed to saying I'm giving everything 95% yeah. because mm-hmm. that's not realistic. Right. It's not possible. And if you try to do that, there's going to be things that are just starting to fall in different yeah. areas. And so one of the things that I think is important is being able to do this thing of saying I I'm carrying all of my factors, but these yeah. ones I'm not carrying right. at my best right. because I need to focus more in this other area or I need to focus more here or I want to focus more in mm-hmm. this other area. Um, that's one that I think is really important. We talk about debunking these myths. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. How did y'all like start to debunk that myth of having it all together for yourself? Like what was, what were some personal things that you did? Or did you have the, did you carry that myth mm-hmm. first? And then once, you know, how did you start pulling away from it? I definitely carried that myth. Um, but I had people that were willing to tell me, like, let go of your timeline. Let mm-hmm. go of this mm-hmm. feeling that you're missing out on something. Like, your timeline that God has for you is different from right. somebody else's timeline. You right. don't know. He knows what he has in store for them further down the road. So maybe mm-hmm. he needed to give them this now because they're going to have other things that they got to deal with down the road. He knows what you've got down the road. So you're going to be doing your stuff in different order. So like everybody's life is different. And, you know, I just had to kind of accept like, yeah, you know what? Like maybe the timing that all of this is happening is, is for my good, you know? And to really kind of accept that. And also it was kind of nice to be able to like look at some of my friends who are married and had kids and I did it. And I was like, I get to go home too quiet. Yes. And I don't have to feed anybody but myself. Right. You can eat candy without can anybody popping candy. up asking for some. No one's going to ask me. Yeah. And I don't like to share my, my candy <laughs> no. at all. Because like, who does? Right. <laughs> Parents don't like that. Yeah. So, just, so mine was just, you know, having people to remind me. Um, and by people, my mother um, and my best friends to say, girl. It's not all it's cracked up to be. Your time is coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, just be patient and enjoy what you're doing now. Like, this is a blessing. And starting to look at it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all get our blessings at different times. Yeah. I think for me, it was life. Just Mm -hmm. life showing me that um, nobody has it all together. No. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, you know, even people I look up to, whether it's a celebrity or some. Everybody is dealing with different things. And so just knowing that this feeling, kind of going back to like your feelings are in fact. So Mm -hmm. even, because it's still something that I find myself like, oh, I can't believe like you should have this together. This should not be a thing. And recognizing that's just a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's not true. And that I have, like I do way more things well than I do wrong. Mm -hmm. And so just remembering that like, although I may not have the savings account I want, or I don't have my drop top two door, um, <laughs> but yet. what I am, what I do have is I have a car note that I keep up. Mm-hmm. I have, I've never been evicted, like those little victories yeah. and mm-hmm. knowing that, no, I am doing really well right? and I can't compare right. myself to other people. So I think how I debunk is just through life and giving myself grace, um, to do things in my own time and not get caught up mm. in the comparison and knowing that I'm running my own race, just like everybody is running mm-hmm. theirs. And to start looking at their lane and be like, well, why? That's you know, you that's how you trip. That's how you slow down. You so just reminding up. that I was put on here to fulfill my purpose and yeah. I can't compare my journey to someone who has a completely different completely, purpose completely in their life. Completely different yeah. journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it was a lot of, like you said, focusing on the things that I do Mm-hmm. do do positively or am handling very well and so being able to look at not just the places where I believe like oh I should be better in this place or right. I should be mm-hmm. more you know further along being able to say you know I am handling a lot of things and handling those things well right. yeah. um, and so focusing on that is important yeah I think too when thinking about like what you wanted as a kid what I remember I always wanted to be self-sufficient Yes. Growing up, I never wanted to be having like my life was dependent on another person. I wanted to be yes. able that 
if I want something, I can get it. I can if it. I need to leave, I can leave. Like yes. I never wanted to be in a position where my quality of life mm-hmm. was Depended determined someone by someone else. My favorite book in kindergarten was a Bert and Ernie book <laughs> called I Can Do It Myself. Ooh, nice. And that was the I energy E-D-P. that I was okay. <laughs> yes, they made that song for me. That was the energy that I grew up on like that was yeah. my personality and so when you said that I la- I laughed because I was like oh my god and my parents got that for me when I graduated from my doctoral program oh. was the book because that That's was special. my book yeah. and that was my theme oh I can do it myself yeah right. I can do it myself right but yeah the idea of like you all you want to be self-sufficient so that's actually mm-hmm. you know what you've been working right towards. Towards. Yeah. right Right. Yes, All the other stuff comes along the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To I that journey. That. Right. And this is what's so funny about life too is the stuff that you wanted at 19, 20, 21, 10 years later, you're like, what it's is not this? like yeah. like your your values change so mm-hmm. much, which is why it's so important not to get cut up, caught up on those timelines. Because mm-hmm. I thank God He didn't give me the things Ooh, that Jesus. I thought I wanted. Oh my The goodness. person I thought oh I wanted. Hallelujah. All of those things. Because now I'm just like, oh. Or I wouldn't have known what to do with it. Yeah. Right. Or it just yeah. wasn't good. Like, just yeah. there's so many different variables that yeah. come to play. Definitely. So this I is like good. That. I like okay. that. So if you have, what what are your takeaways from, from this conversation about the myth of having it all together? What do you think our listeners should, should take away? Or what would be your takeaway from it? Yeah. Mine would be before you look at someone else thinking that they have it all together, Make sure that you don't praise the successes until you know the sacrifices that people have made to get there. Because I think we look at the success and everything they got, but we don't actually get the backstory on everything that people have had to sacrifice. Right. We don't see the and tears. The struggle. Yeah. Yeah. God, yes. yeah. Yeah. I have an mm. anecdote on that, but I'll save it. Um, I think for me, my takeaway is being able to strive towards values in life Mm -hmm. as opposed to material things Mm -hmm. um and allowing those values to lead you on your own journey yeah so knowing the things that you value whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. um and whatever that is whether it be social engagement um one of my big values is I always say I just want a life that's good Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't have to be flashy it doesn't have to be high society yeah. or you know always on the move but a life that's good like at the end of the day I want to say that that's good mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. was a good like 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 at the end of t- this weekend that was a good weekend mm-hmm. you know um and like striving towards that instead of saying I want this specific thing in this specific timeline mm-hmm. um because you often set yourself up for failure mm-hmm. every single time for right. sure um my takeaway would be remember your successes because mm-hmm. um, I think when we do get caught up in like you wanted to have it all, we tend to only focus on the things that aren't going according to plan or that didn't pan out the way it did. But mm-hmm. just to remember the things that you have done well. So, yeah, maybe you didn't get the degree you wanted or you didn't get the job you wanted or you're not. You know, this is not what you plan for your life to be a single mom or a single dad. Mm-hmm. But think about what you've done yeah. well. And that is perfectly Changing a plan doesn't mean the destination has to change. Oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. just you have to just take a different route sometimes and yeah. just remember that that's okay. And it may be delayed. Right. But it's not. Does not mean denied. Does not mean yeah. denied. It's a yeah. different route to get there. That's all. Sorry, that's right. I like it. Awesome. Well, before we sign out, we want to always send our love um, to those um, that we have on our mind. Um, so... Who would like? I'm not even gonna call on anybody. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> probably see my face like, oh, no. This is this is my struggle. Yours is who, check in. I'm like, who would we like to send our love to? Oh, I have one. I want to send my love to my friend Simone, oh, yes. who came to visit all the way from Minnesota. I rarely get to see my Minnesota people, yeah. um, so I'm always excited. It's like having a whole nother life. You yeah. know, it's like oh. Somebody's coming to my new life or my old life. (laughs) Um, And so she was here for the karaoke kickback and got to meet all of my special people here in this city. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I want to send my love to her um, because 
Minneapolis is far away mm-hmm. and <laughs> it's not always the easiest to get into La Columbia. So um, send my love for her to, for making the effort to come down and visit and nice. spend time. Nice. Yeah. What about you, April? I'm like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I, I was going to be a repeater because I'm just thinking about, you know, sending my love to family and friends. I got to see yeah. my aunts, um, even though it was a short period of time, but they, you know, picked me up from the airport, went out to eat. It was just fun. Just uh, the auntie, all I think was um, the, the line from Kanye's uh, Roses song mm-hmm. um, about his grandmother and how it was like, it was a whole auntie clan and auntie. Yeah. Like when your family, they all, they have a distinctive laugh. Like all of my mom's siblings, they have the same <laughs> loud oh, nice. laugh. So when I was like, yeah, this is, this is them. Yeah. Um, nice. Even them arguing who was going to take me back to the hotel. And I was like, y'all just, I'll I'll take an Uber because we're not about it's to okay. do this. Y'all are not about to get on the road at 68, 70, right. I will take an Uber. Um, and, and friends, again, this weekend was just really good. And I love mm. when all my friends from different areas can mm. mesh mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah. So it's it was a good a, crowd. It was a fun night. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, I would like to send my love out to Sam's Club's bakery. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Because this cake, <laughs> y'all. We should have brought the cake in here. This cake. Bless not going to eat it, though. Oh, was yeah. so good. <laughs> um, it just, it, it blessed our spirits yesterday. It did. And today. And then it did a double duty today. Double, double duty. <laughs> so, uh, so yes. Sam's Club Bakery, thank you so much. Um, I will be calling on you for my wedding cake because <laughs> she's not only is she cheap, but um, the cake is the price is right, the taste is good, um, feeds a lot of people for not a whole lot of money. So, um, if you would like to Sam's gift me um, this cake for this free advertisement, <laughs> please feel free. It was a good cake. So. It was really good cake, and kid approved. Mm, yes, yes, I, I was like called told, called Miss. Um, this weekend, um, the young man said, "Miss, why this cake is delicious." <laughs> As if and I made was. the cake, I didn't make the cake, but I did take it uh, that compliment. Delicious, <laughs> delicious, sure did. So yeah, awesome. All right, well, let us sign out. Thank you all for listening again to another episode. We are always, always humbled by y'all's um, support. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, you can always find us on Instagram and Facebook at three Sykes and a mic number three, three Sykes and a mic. Um, you can always text or email us, not text us, Lord. No, you can always email us. Don't text us. You can always <laughs> email us at three Sykes and a mic at gmail.com. We put out an episode every Tuesday. And so Please, please, please listen in. And we also want to send a super, super, super duper shout out to our producer. Yeah. Bless the best. (laughs) If you would like to look him up, you can always find him on Blessed Beats Music. One word. So just all three words together. Blessed Beats Music on Instagram. And that's also his Gmail account if you'd like to send information or get information on how he can also bless all of your artistic things that you are working on photography instagram pods poetry music beats all of it so shout out to him so thank y'all for listening we're gonna sign out we'll check y'all out next week all right later Bye. bye